It's Loving the Strange with Carrie Jones and Sean Farrar. Loving the Strange, a podcast for weirdos and those who want to be weirder. Embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Loving the Strange. Check us out. Hey, welcome to Loving the Strange. I'm waiting for my co-podcaster, Sean K. Farrar, to show up. He's just in the other room, so it's a little disconcerting that he's not here yet. But hi. Hi, everybody. This week's episode on the podcast that's all about being strange weirdos and exulting in that is all about, like, Christmas and how Christmas can kind of be creepy and kind of be weird and kind of be bizarro. And I made it. I made it. Shawnee is here now. Yay. Holy crap. I didn't think I was ever going to get here. Dude, I already introduced the podcast. Everything's fine. Doug Marshall's saying hi. Hello, Doug. And all is good. All is good, man. I was just you're, saying that. You're amazing, baby. Hardly. I was saying that this week's podcast is all about how Christmas can be creepy and strange and weird and how we don't often think about that I know. when we think about Christmas, right? That's right. Have I, you had any weird Christmas joys in life? Me? Yeah, <laughs> I've had a lot of weird Christmas joys, but no like paranormal ones. <laughs> Do you know I some mean, people have a thing about having um, carnal relations with Santa? Really? No, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, they do. Like, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> not gonna judge. Is that like a daddy thing? Or I'm a grandpa not sure. Thing? I don't know, man. Maybe it's like I want really good presents thing. Actually, I mean, what's Santa's? De- Santa's what like? Depicted as like usually like sixty with quite a belly on him, right? Yeah, that's he's not, gonna. That's not even a dad bod. <laughs> it's it's a grandpa bod. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man, but I think maybe, maybe it's like, oh, so it's Santa just, tells me I'm a good girl, so if Santa says I'm a good girl. I really am. So you're a, just being a gold digger then, <laughs> looking for the presents. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Hey, some people like to be called good girls. They're good boys. Yeah. I, mean, I just was working on a on a story by a writer. Yeah. Um, and uh, a client. <laughs> yeah. And and they're, you know, it's a pretty erotic story. And in parts of it, the guy is constantly telling the lady that she's a good girl. And it kind of creeped me out, honestly. Really? Yeah, like I don't That's... think that would work for me. Like being called a good girl is not not my thing. I mean, no, not. Oh, you're a good like, girl. I know like, you're a good girl. Not when, Ooh. not when the sun's up for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna says she loves us. Yay! No, oh, really? The bad Santa movie has a scene that highlights that. I had no idea. Jenna, we're gonna have to watch to that. that now. I know. Santa porn. Carrie loves it. No, I don't. I don't. I think I might freak out, honestly. Oh, come on, good girl. Don't do that, Sean. (laughs) You know, every week when we do the podcast, I'm like, does he want to stay married? I think he doesn't want to stay married. And yet, again, you're making me doubt. But the other eight, the other eight days of the week, she definitely wants to stay married. I, no, it's you. Do you <laughs> want to stay married? <laughs> Doug Marshall says the song I saw, "Mommy Kissing Santa Claus," was banned in some places because it could be interpreted as mommy cheating on daddy. Hey, Doug, you know what? You're right. Mama was totally banging Santa. Santa oh, was daddy. Oh, daddy was upstairs sleeping, bro. No, Santa he slid his fat no. ass down the chimney, and Mama was like, "Hey, Santa, have I got a present for you to unwrap?" We're gonna get banned. <laughs> no, it's the truth. I swear, I was there. 
I was you were to, there? I was trying to sneak up on my presence and get an early peek. And, and there it was. Mama was getting banked. Okay, moving on. Jenna says that um, <laughs> Bad Santa is not their favorite movie, but Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls was in it, so they had to check it out. And Doug Marshall says that's better than milk and cookies. Oh, my God, Doug. That's one of the funniest things I've heard ever in my life. Definitely. Is. You need to, need to not encourage each Who wants milk and cookies when you can have mama? Oh. Jenna said, I was just talking about, quote, I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus song. That's so weird. LOL. It's a creepy song. I bet Jenna was saying the same thing. It's Mama, like was, creepy. Mama was cheating ass. Who was Santa And the poor little kid had to see it. That's the worst part. Some Anyways. little kid had to see Santa Claus in his red outfit with that stupid hat. <laughs> Doing you know, something to his mother. <laughs> you know, Chris Kringle and the claymation things, he's kind of cute, but he's got such a rigorous moral code. He doesn't seem like he'd be very fun. Yeah, but he's younger. Santa Claus is not young. Santa Claus is like 60, 65. Santa was And all the ladies want him. Jenna said when she uh, realized that Mommy kissing Santa Claus song, what it was about. She was severely disappointed at such a So was were you, I. Were you disappointed in Santa or your mother? I was disappointed <laughs> in everyone. Everyone. We were just talking about how my mama had magical pheromones, which means that everyone who met her liked her. <laughs> I think we we're talking about you having no, those. No, we weren't. No, we and, weren't. And we um, means me, Carrie, and old Emily. child, Emily. <laughs> old child. We have um, old child and young child. We have old child. Old child, Emily, and I, and Shawnee and I were talking about pheromones, which I think Santa might have, but my mom and my father both had. Yeah. It's like you don't have to do anything, and people are Santa's like, mm -hmm. got like magical powers, dude. Yes. Anyways, there's a th there's actually a name. There's actually a name for this. Yeah. And what it's is called it? Santa Philia. What? Yes. No. And according to lastly.com, yeah. It is real and very confusing to people who don't have it. Quote to, but to understand it, we need to understand what fetish is. A fetish is described as a sexual attraction towards something often an object that's not sexual. To think that some people sexualize a grandpa figure like Santa Claus can ruin every Christmas memory you have for life. But nope. what makes the thought, Johnny, but what makes the thought of sitting on Santa's lap make some women and men go weak in the knees? We're not sure. But it could be, according to Lastly, that they're a kind-hearted authority figure. Right? Santa's yeah. sort of a gentle giant. Oh, he's yeah, super yeah. lovely and nice, he's, right? He's, he's like the ultimate kind-hearted authority Yes, figure. and, and kind-heartedness is an indicator, quote, of good genes. Yeah. And, like, they help protect you, and they have that parental care gene. So it's like the opposite of a bad boy is what Santa is, right? Like, so you're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> Santa'd be a good provider. He'd take care of me and the kids, right? Because that's yeah. Santa. The second aspect is the color red. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, I know. How much lingerie in this world is red? Exactly. And Santa's covered in it, fuzzy, Santa, Santa soft, warm, red. I don't know why we do this podcast, but anyway, Santa is all red and quote, red is the quote, universal color of love and passion. That's right. Yes. Studies say, quote, that women wearing red appear more sexually attractive to men. <laughs> My mama never wore red and she didn't have an issue. She didn't Anyways, to. the third part is she facial hair. Lines. Yes, she had fair <laughs> The third part is facial hair, Shawnee. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I and need to grow a longer beard, huh? 
Anyways, it's, quote, widely believed that thick facial hair is an indicator of high testosterone levels. Oh. Ooh la la. And there was a study. There was a study in the Journal (laughs) of Evolutionary Biology. And they they talked to 8,500 ladies between the ages of 18 and 100. And and those ladies said, quote, men with facial hair are more attractive than their clean shaven counterparts. See, all these, all these friggin' bros with the crazy beards, they know what they're doing. Dude, I don't know, man, because like ZZ Top is not attractive to me, nor is Duck Dynasty. Hey, you know what I realized during that conversation? That were that diatribe that you just had. That's not a diatribe. Hey. That was me sharing information based know, on whatever. science about Santa fetishes. That's fantastic. It is. I, w- I would like to take a poll, but we don't. Have, I don't think we have that many female listeners today. Like we have Jenna. You know what? I think it's pretty common as a as as um, anybody, a human being, to have sex near or under a Christmas tree. So that's telling me. Santa Claus, like that that dude slides down a chimney, he catches more people banging than anybody. You cannot blame him for being a little bit risky. Uh Randy. Randy. What baby? I just don't know if this is appropriate. <laughs> it's not really topic centered. I per, feel like per I, your title, but it's I feel right. like my Carrie Jones children book author, hi, let's make you feel happy and good about your life brand. It's time the re- the world is not working real right now. Carrie Jones. It's not working right now. <laughs> <laughs> Doug made a very naughty joke, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Doug I, said, when you sit on Santa's lap, you can talk about the first thing that pops up. Heck yeah. We're going to move on. So Jenna said, oh, I, friends We'll come had- back to it. No, we will not. Jenna said, oh, Friends had an episode where Chandler dresses as Santa to help Ross with his son. But there's a sideline remark from Monica about him keeping his costume overnight for such purposes. Yeah. Monica had one of those Santa Santa file issues. What was it called? Santaphilia. 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 She wouldn't be the only one around here that had that. We have a Santa costume in our house. How did we end up in that? <laughs> it doesn't matter. What matters we also have is... a lobster and a Bigfoot and an inflatable unicorn. So yeah, but I, oh, I'll it's be from honest. the Bar Harbor Chamber of Commerce. I'll be honest with you. The Santa costume seen the most play. No, it hasn't. Have you ever <laughs> worn? Oh yeah, you... I have. I don't remember <laughs> any of that. Well, that's because I suck. But <laughs> I wouldn't wear it now without washing it because you'd get allergies. Yeah, it's dusty. It's been in the closet a long, long time. You probably don't remember any single one time we've made love, baby. Because oh, no, this is my fault. I am that Okay, let's not old. talk about that. We're moving on. All right, so Jenna says, that there's an that NSYNC has a under the Christmas tree song that came out when Justin Timberlake was only fifteen. Oh well, is it creepy, Jenna? Justin Timberlake was probably getting some under the Christmas tree at fifteen if he was already in NSYNC. Heck yeah, he probably carried a Christmas tree around in his pocket. I think. I might know what you mean by that, but I'm no, 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 like literally a Christmas. One okay. pocket was a Christmas tree. One was a box of condoms because he All was right. in in sync. Before we move on to werewolves, um, lastly.com also says about the sexualization of Santa. Quote, and we've been vaguely talking about this, but here begins the quote. All the links are in our podcast notes. They say, remember the Christmas carol, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus? It's a classic Christmas song from a child's perspective about the self-explanatory title. Whether you like it or not, we have already sexualized the idea of Santa at a very young age. And then there's the Freudian maxim of our formative years shaping our sexual lives. So Santa files... 
So Santa files don't need to beat themselves up. There are ways to explore your Santa fetish in healthy ways. Santa, um, porn is one of the holiday favorites. I did not know that even existed. What? Santa porn. Oh, I didn't what know What is that going on with our society? I honestly didn't know that. And I watch porn sometimes. Santa. When you're you around. Santa is, I don't want to know that. Santa's sacred. Like, Santa's like Santa. You're not supposed to think, oh, wow. <laughs> Jenna said that the song Under the Christmas Tree is about having relations. Thank you, Jenna, because that's Hell what yeah, we would use under the tree. And that it's common, as common as sexualizing Santa and the song Santa Baby. Oh. Yeah, also sexualizes Santa too. Oh, oh, is not that the one you don't like? I hate that song, Santa Baby. It's like <laughs> one of, that's like my least favorite Christmas song of all. Yeah. In the world. Like, other people in our family hate the little drummer boy. What's your least favorite Christmas song, babe? I don't like any Christmas songs, man. You Except lie. That one we were just talking about. I saw oh Mama gosh. banging Santa under the Christmas No, tree. no, no, you don't. No. <laughs> I, I've had enough. My whole heart's broken. <laughs> Why? Because Santa's not like that. My little asexual heart is like, no. Are you kidding me? He's like the most powerful man in the world. Power doesn't he's, equate having sex with everybody, buddy. That is a really masochistic, male oriented. Have you not followed politics field. lately? No. So, <laughs> oh, it's painful. My little liberal heart is pained. All right. Sa so. Santa is pure innocence. Yes. He's it's like when like he comes Rudolph. down the chimney, it's just a pure golden light. Yeah, and it's not a metaphor for penises or anything, anything like else. that. I know, but a girly part. And like, yeah. Santa literally means saint. So Jenna's with me, she says. That's what end. I just, that's what I said, a pure yeah. golden light. That's what Santa is. Doug says, I guess the gifts Santa brings are payments for services rendered. How are you and Doug not like, I don't know, brothers. father, son. Sometimes I father, think that. son, brothers. Like Doug's your uncle. Like yeah, I feel like you're oh doing yeah, really uncle. Good. I think uncle's probably the best. I think way to your go. Uncle, secretly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Deanna says that Santa is innocent, and she thinks people are drawn with that. I believe with you. I think that's his, true. His public persona is pure innocence. He is innocent, Shawnee. Don't in, ruin in Santa for me. In private, it's a whole different animal. No, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Tell I'm me a story, then, baby. A story about oh, what? I don't know. It's my turn. Yeah. To go first? All right. Yes. So, hmm, over on a blog site called America's Most Haunted.com. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay because I can't even find what I was looking at earlier. Oh, that's not a good sign for this. No, no. We're only 20 minutes in. Okay. I know. It's going to be so, long. It's going to be a long, bad podcast. Or I, really can make up, I, can, I can make up some Santa porn, though. No. No. <laughs> no. All right. So, on that site, they have this whole big thing about how werewolves Steve Waddell should be listening right now. I'm very disappointed he's not here. About how werewolves and Christmas are connected. Really? Yeah, man. I'm going to read how? it to you. Are you Santa ready? a werewolf? No. Because that would explain a lot. Santa's not a werewolf, baby. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Wow, your face is so close to the camera. I know. I moved forward. Okay. 
So anyway. I'm sore tonight. Why are you sore? I don't know. Did you turn into a werewolf at the too pool many then? too many strikes from the cane from you, baby? <laughs> That's oh my word. Okay. <laughs> lying, lying liar. Who lies? All right, ready? Here we're gonna talk about actually before we talk about werewolves, let's let's Jesus talk about Susie's Susie. Yeah. Susie was a woman of the church. So you best watch your language. Although Susie would get mad at me for saying that. So Susie says, as a teenager, I dressed as Santa Claus for Halloween. All the little kids stopped trick-or-treating and began following me around so they couldn't tell me what they wanted for Christmas. Dude, that's awesome. That's what a power. Sweetest what a thing. What a power play that is. I know. I'm going to do that for Halloween now. Thank you, Susie. <laughs> You're going to give out candy. You're going to have like a bag of candy with a, a, a hole in the bottom so it just trickles out as you walk down the street. I would be really happy with doing that, but I told we have the Santa costume. Why have I yes, we do. Santa for Halloween? Because you always ask me to be Santa, baby. That's not how it works. <laughs> All right. Santafilia. Susie, you have to remind me of that. That's when it's almost Halloween next year, if you can remember, because I totally want to do that. I'm totally going to be Santa for Halloween. Um. Oh, she had she had candy cans to give out, too. That's so smart. Okay. That is smart, actually. Totally doing God. that. Okay. That's the only candy you can give out for Christmas. Halloween, Christmas. Yeah. Okay, ready? All right, ready? Yes. This is a direct quote. Okay. So, the first specific werewolf myth that we will address in connection um, is the connection between a Christmas Day birth and the curse of the werewolf. This belief was strongest in Poland and Northeast Europe. At least this belief provides an ostensible why. Being born on Christmas Day was allegedly an insult to Jesus. In the 1961 uh, Hammer film, The Curse of the Werewolf, after a young woman is raped in Spanish prison, she escapes and lives in the wild for a time before finding her way to a hospital where she's nursed back to health and gives birth to a boy on... On... Christmas Day. Thank you. Despite oh. ritual steps taken to break the curse, the boy grows up to be a full-blown werewolf. This seems patently unfair because the child himself has done nothing wrong other than being born on Christmas Day, an event for which he's not responsible. But apparently the sins of his father are being visited upon the son. So imagine if every child <laughs> born on Christmas Day became a werewolf. They'd have plenty of kids to play with, but... That was the belief, right? And a variation on the belief was the conception that was the critical moment, not birth, which doubtless led to a lot of keep your hands to yourself on Christmas. Then, according to a 15th century Swedish traveler, diplomat, and writer, the cleric Olaus Magnus in Prussia, Livonia, and Lithuania, werewolves had a party on Christmas night and then issued forth to, quote, rage with wondrous ferocity against human beings for when a human habitation has been detected by them isolated in the woods they besiege it with atrocity striving to break in the doors and in the event of doing so they devour all the human beings and every animal which is found within too much eggnog <laughs> who knows and then another Baltic belief of the time was that, quote, at Christmas, a boy lame of leg goes round the country, summoning the devil's followers, who are countless, to a general conclave. Whoever remains behind or goes reluctantly is scourged by another with an iron whip. The human form vanishes and whole multitude become wolves. Huh. Yeah, man. That's horrible. And then in Louisiana, Pierre Noel, the French culture Santa Claus, glides through the swamps and bayous in a flat-bottomed boat pulled by alligators in comp the company of a red-nosed werewolf. 
which is going to be my next picture book. Oh my God, I had an epiphany. It should be. All Dude, that, that would be the awesome. best, best picture book ever. Except Santa Claus would just be cruising in the airboat through it's the It's a flat bottom boat, man. Same the thing. Alligators got to pull it. Pull an airboat, just flat bottom boat that's powered by an airplane engine. Yeah, it's cool. Or or an automobile engine, but they're too heavy to really go in the good stuff. So that's not like the only source for werewolves at Christmas, right? Really? Um, MaverickWerewolf.com, which is obviously very attuned to all things werewolf since that's in their name, said, quote, Werewolves in Livonia would go into their wolfman forums and ra- go around raiding everyone's cellars on Christmas, drinking their beer and mead. That sounds like some of my friends. Honestly. I was going to say, those are just regular village people. Quote, there is a gathering of a huge multitude of wolves which have been changed from men and which during their night rage with such fierceness that the inhabitants suffer more hurt from them than they ever do from natural wolves. For these <sighs> human wolves break down doors and descend into cellars where they drink out whole tons of beer or mead. Then they would gather at a high stone wall would, where they would take turns leaping over it and see who could meet the highest. So it's like werewolves drunk doing parkour. No, it totally sounds like the people who wrote that are just being kind because it's just their fellow village people looking to get drunk one night. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It says, Sean, it was a werewolf. Yeah, totally. No, it wasn't me. Yeah, no, I didn't drink all the yeah. stuff in the cellar. No, it was a werewolf. And then, werewolf. And then they, start, they start being competitive and see who can jump over the, the stone wall the highest. <laughs> it's just a bunch of drunk dudes. Harry drunk dudes, maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So it goes on to say that some legends also claim that werewolves only turn at Christmas and not at any other time of the year. However, Christmas? yes. But conversely, this again is a quote. Some people believe that the holiness of Christmas time basically disabled lycanthropy altogether for a little while, letting even werewolves partake in the Christmas celebration, even werewolves, without fear of turning into a beast. In many European countries, Italy, Germany, Poland, though, definitely had beliefs that being born at Christmas, specifically on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, would make you a werewolf. This really? was the basis for the character Leon's lycanthropy in the 1961 film, again, The Curse of the Werewolf. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Like, you never knew you, that, did you? What do you think that gave those cultures such a strong belief in werewolves? I don't know, man. Maybe there were a lot of werewolves back then. But it's like it's like the same as Bigfoot in America today. <laughs> There's a lot of people who believe in dogmen or dogmen, which are like it's kind of like a werewolf, like a Bigfoot that's a dog. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like Saint Bernard. No. Or no, like dogman <laughs> is like. I'm gonna have to look it up, but Dogman is basically like a bipedal thing, yeah. not a werewolf, apparently. And it's not, you know, the Dogman by Dave Pilkey, which is like a graphic novel series for kids, but it's like a, um, it's a cryptid, you know, like it's a. Oh, like it's a, a cryptid. Oh. Yeah, like it's like a, it's a, um, <sighs> it's. Primarily on two legs rather than four. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's Bigfoot. It's like a half man, half canine monster. Right. That's not a werewolf, I guess, and not Bigfoot, but they right. call it Dogman. And there's <laughs> like a, there's um, back in uh, March, I guess, there's this guy in the UK who um. Told, like went on this podcast that's hosted by Lee Solway 
Um, and yeah. his podcast is like, share your creepy stuff, right? Which is kind of what we wanted our podcast to be, but it didn't evolve there. Um, and this guy, Colin Kelty, or Kilty, I don't know how to say his name. He said that he had two encounters with Dogman. And the first was in 1990. And he was backpacking across the UK from East Hull to Hornsey. And he saw Dogman in a public park at 8.30 p.m. and during a full moon. And he was like, what is that? Is that a cow? Is that a deer? <laughs> what the hell is that? Like, the back legs look like a dog. But then he was like, wait, where are the front legs? And then he was like, wait, what is this? And he said, like, he could see this dog standing there and his friend didn't see it. And he's like, look, there's a dog standing there. And his friend was like, you're working a lot of hours. Get some rest. So, like, he saw it. Really? His friend didn't see it. And, like, then he was like, oh, my gosh, it smells like poo, like, really foul, blah, blah, blah. And then he heard this thud, <clears throat> thud, thud. And he's like, what the hell is that? Right? So he stops. And the thudding stops. And then he calls out, like, because, like, you know, you think another person would call out, but nobody called back out, right? And right. so then... He's got like this glimpse of this smelly creature that was trailing him. And he said, and um, this is on popculture.com. And he said, all this time, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. The smell was putrid. I got on all fours to see through the bracken. Then I got back up and it got back up. I started walking slowly and this thing was following me. Then I speeded up and it speeded up. When I got to the end, I just glanced over and there's this dot, dot, dot. I don't know what the heck it was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. It was huge. Harry, what I thought, why I thought it was a dog man is because of the smell. Huh. And he said, like, he does not think it was someone in a costume pulling a prank the way we would yeah. because he was out in the woods and it just smelled so bad. Like, um, He's, and he says he's open-minded, but he's like, yeah, I think that these things actually exist. It's like bigger than a deer. It's massive. It's black. And it smells really bad. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I've never dog seen man. the dog man. No, I've never, never seen the dog man. And again, the link to that article is like Carrie Jones Books. Blog. The end. I've never seen the dog man. I what? Smelled, I smelled plenty of them, though. Really? In our house. No. No. Our doggies don't smell that bad. Genesis, I have heard that one, that if we have a full moon on Christmas, all werewolves are temporarily lifted of their curses, and those born into it are temporarily weakened and hide out. That's so cool. Doug asks, cool. are werewolves always male? And I would say no. No, Doug. Judging on the books I'm editing right now for clients, they are not always male. Oh, really? Yes. It's interesting because I've uh, have you ever seen a movie where they're not male? I don't have I haven't really watched a lot of werewolf movies. Like my co-writer Steve Waddell, who should be here right now. I always think of him as the expert on all things werewolf. Huh. He would I know mean, much like he has right. a whole series of werewolf erotica stuff. Like right. And he's done a lot of research. He knows everything. And I know nothing. A lot but of I, werewolf research. Werewolf, sexy werewolf research. Uh, Coop asks, why do you think some people see these odd creatures and some people don't? Part of me wants to say magic mushrooms, Coop. But the other part of me wants to say, Sean, you're supposed to laugh at that. But the other part <laughs> of me, thank you, I'm a little late. Um, but the other part of me thinks Sorry. that, like, maybe some people are just more open, you know, like, it's like politics, like, you only want to fit in the facts and theories that already go with what your preconceived notions are, right? So right. you ignore the things that go against your worldview. So, like, if you're a super skeptic, even when confronted by something like a Bigfoot, you're going to probably try to reconfigure what that Bigfoot would be if Bigfoot is real. So, and fit that into your already worldview 
of Bigfoot is not real. Werewolves are not real. The supernatural is not real. And then if you're of the supernatural bend, you're going to fit everything into your supernatural mind view. And it's really hard as a person to train yourself to be open-minded enough to see things that go outside what you already believe. Does that make sense? Like It makes I total like sense, baby. Yeah. Yeah, you did a great job. All right. So I think, Coop, I think that's kind of what it's about. Like, I think that it's, you're not going to, even if you see a Bigfoot, if you really don't freaking believe in Bigfoot, you're going to make that Bigfoot into a bear. Right. And if you really believe in Bigfoot, you might make that bear into a, into Bigfoot. a Bigfoot. Like, you know, it's sort of like this weird I human observation. Human observation isn't all that awesome. For instance, when Shawnee was a cop, am I allowed to talk about this? Yeah. All right. When Shawnee was a cop, our older daughter, the old one, did a ride along with him, right? And there was a, he kicked her out of the patrol vehicle um, because he had a real call, which was a breaking and entering into a house, right? A drunk person went into the wrong house in Bar Harbor. And so everybody was looking for this drunk person. And um, then people were citing the drunk person, but nobody had the accurate description of the real drunk person who had broken in. But our daughter saw this person wandering, going through, like, as she was walking home after getting kicked out of the cop car, like, saw this person going through um, some, like, uh, like, trails, walkways between houses and called me and gave me this perfect description of this person, which I then called to give Sean. The person didn't match the original description from the homeowner of the person who broke in, but it turned out it was the person who broke in. And right. so it's, it's like our observations get so skewed so often by adrenaline and fear and preconceived notions and biases that how can that also not happen if you're interacting with something that doesn't fit your worldview, like a werewolf, I guess, or a Bigfoot or a ghost or anything, you know? Does that make sense? 100%, baby. Good job. Really? Yeah. Coop said were-elves. I like the thought of a were-elf. <laughs> and Jenna said some. A picture book, though. <laughs> Jenna said, some people are just gifted with the ability to look past the veil. Others see in their brain instantly protects them and it's as if they didn't see it. Exactly. I think that's true. Yeah, that's like kind of another way of saying what I was taking forever to say. <laughs> Jenna was more job, succinct baby. than I was. <gasps> Steve Waddell is here! He oh. is here. And he's making it naughty very quickly and said the dog knot is everything steve waddell if you're still here are there female werewolves that is the big question we need help with uh -huh. um coop said i should write a picture book about werewolves yes yes you should um and then mushrooms and then jenna and then coop said like people who are open to ghosts yeah i kind of think that jenna and i are correct like i feel like there's just this sort of mindset um and Doug is a perfect example, no offense, Doug, because I love you, of someone who only believes in the rational explanation except for love, you know? So it's like, uh, like, where is your mind and what are you, what are your preconceived notions? What are your scientific notions? What has the rest of your life set you up to believe? And that's how you approach those experiences and things. <laughs> You know, uh, and Steve said that in his books, there are definitely some female werewolves. Otherwise, depends on mythology, but usually they're male. That's so lame. No offense. Lame's not a good word, but like, that's so silly. There should be ladies out there. Thanks for putting females in your books, Steve. Um, and Jenna said, absolutely. Why wouldn't there be female werewolves? Lycanthropy can touch any gender. And it does. <laughs> baby do you have any weird um christmas stuff because i've talked about werewolves for a long long time i know now. and that's okay werewolves seem to be pretty popular 
Oh, because they're werewolves, and werewolves are cool. So I have a story. Uh, and I actually lost it. I don't know where it was. <gasps> Dude, no. But I remember enough of it to recap. All right, I'm ready. I hope everybody else is ready. So this was Christmas Eve a long, long time ago, like in the 1700s. And everybody was gathered around having a celebration, and they decided to play a popular game amongst people who were soon to be married because the hosts were fiancé and man. And the game was that the fiancé would go hide and the fiancé or the male subject would try to find them. So that's what happened. And then nobody could find the bride-to-be. And they all just thought they had a really great hiding spot until hours had passed and nobody had found her. And then things began to get a little more frantic. But they could never find this lady, ever. But the husband-to-be never gave up hope. And 50 years later... Would you never give up hope, baby? Never in a million years, baby. I feel like you'd give up hope real quick. No. And then you'd be like, let's announce her dead. I need the property. I'm going to oh, go remarry someone hot. I used have it anyways, but I would never ah! give up hope on finding you. <laughs> so 50 years later, this guy stumbled across a hidden door like up in the attic of this it was a mansion oh, god. Was a huge house oh god and within that door he found a trunk and upon opening the trunk he found the skeletal remains of his bride oh, no. <laughs> why was she in the trunk she had somehow like accidentally gotten locked in there how do you get locked in a trunk i don't know Oh, no. Like, maybe the latch falls over the thing and you just can't open it up. That's not a happy Christmas story, babe. No, this isn't a happy Christmas story podcast. Yes, it is. Werewolves are happy. Doug asked you how the dating pool is in Barbara. I wouldn't have the last idea. Doug, no. But historically, it's been pretty good if you're just a single man, like, working in a restaurant or something, and you can go out every night. What? I said I wouldn't have the slightest idea currently. I know, but what's the historically but part? But historically, if you were like a single man, like work, you know, a restaurant worker or something, and you just went out oh, for a, a couple drinks every night after work, you'd be all right. I'm done. Uh. <laughs> I never had the opportunity to do that, love. You're such a liar. I just know from other people. You're a liar. I am not. You are a lying liar who lies. I'm, All right, so. I never lie. John was totally hot on the Bar Harbor dating scene when he first came here before I knew him. I was not. Lying liar who lies. No, I wasn't. You are a lying liar who lies. Okay. Okay, so moving there, on again from um, moving on from Sean being a lying liar who lies. America's most haunted.com again, link in our podcast notes has a thing about um, a pre Christian connection to the werewolves of Yule because I'm all about the werewolves tonight, honestly. Um, is and I'm not gonna be able to say this correctly because I mispronounce everything because i'm from new hampshire and it's um the greek calicantsaros which was quote a monkey-like demon creature who spent most of the year underground trying to chop down the world tree but after sunset on december 25th and january 6th these beasties came out to run amok and scare the horses. Their terrorizing could be remedied, remedied, I can't even say that word, 
though, by simply putting a colander on the porch. And those monkey-like demon creatures would compulsively count the holes until the break of day and their subterranean return. Some theorize that ancient myths about those monkeys mutated into the werewolves of the Yuletide lore, which is huh. kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Susie says that Iceland had 13 Santas that represent the naughty things children do. Oh, no. Such as door slamming, candle stealer, pot licker. Who's a pot licker? That's like a real pot, not Mary Joanna, right? No, um, it's like a cooking pot. Like the poor okay. kids are hungry. Oh, that's so sad. A child leaves their shoe in the window in the hopes of a sweet left in their shoe. If they have been naughty, they may find rotten potatoes. Oh, Oof. that'd be so disappointing. Iceland also has a Yule cat that prowls around on Christmas Eve looking to devour children who did not get holiday clothes. Well, they can't tale, help it. I know, man, the poor kids. This tale changed over the years to the cat taking the naughty children's gifts. That's so sad. Jeez, the kids can't help it if they didn't get clothes for Christmas. That's so sad. But you know what's cool? What? Let's move to bizarro, but cool, right? In Venezuela, right? In yeah. the capital of Venezuela, they, like, instead of just, like, celebrating Christmas on your two flat feet, they put on their rollerblades on Christmas morning, and everybody goes out onto the streets to, like, roller skate. That's awesome. Like, like 70% of the population is Catholic and the government and they're all like, let's celebrate Christmas raw. And the government shuts down all the streets until 8 a.m. to make sure that all the families are cool and safe to go roller skate through the streets together and get to mass. Where is that? Venezuela. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, and some people think that the Christmas pickle is weird, but I've got to tell you, we have always, in my household, done the Christmas pickle, which is where you put a glass-shaped pickle ornament, and you hide it on the tree, right? And you put it on last after all the rest of the tree has all the ornaments on it. And then on Christmas morning, the little cutie kid finds the pickle, and they get an extra present. Or... Yeah. In some families, it just means you get to open all of your presents first. We take oh, turns really? opening our presents in this household, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's the Christmas only because i have only I only knew the the, the first one because of you. <laughs> oh, you never had the Christmas pickle as a child? No, I never did. We also have Santa Mouse because Emily was spoiled. And Santa Mouse came from a picture book, and Santa Mouse puts a present hidden in the boughs of the tree, the boughs of the tree, um, wrapped with a golden bow, especially from Santa Mouse, and you have to find it and get it. Oh, I have wow. a lot of weird traditions, honestly. I apologize. I don't think you have weird traditions. I think you just have almost all of them. Give me all your cultures. Um, Steve said, I'd rather lick the pot than eat sweets out of my shoe. Heck yeah. I think Sean's right with you. And Jenna says, I don't know anyone that doesn't get socks or a scarf for Christmas. What's yeah. that, Sean? You've I gotten... don't either. I've gotten socks and a scarf, but it's not every Christmas, is it? Have you ever worn a scarf? No. I don't think you have. But yeah, you got me one. I know. That was a mistake. <laughs> I have a you lot were of mistakes. You're trying to culturalize culturalize me, baby. Yeah, there's no there's no making you all highfalutin, Shawnee. Nope. I don't know. Nope. I'm gonna have to um return the pocket square that I got you. Oh, did you give me pocket squares? I got you pocket squares. Hey, keep them if they're monogrammed. All right. Um, Susie said, pot liquor sticks their finger in the soup pot. Uh, 
And Tommy, hey, Tommy, said, hell yeah, we do the Christmas pickle every year, but we play it as a game. Ooh, I kind of want to know about that, actually. <laughs> um, and John Bell says he better not have. His reputation will be ruined. Is that about Sean wearing a scarf, John I Bell? would say so. He didn't. He totally I have won't. not. He won't. I bought him a million sweaters over the year. He won't wear those either. Nope. No, he won't. Um, Susie said, my daughter hides baby Jesus in someone's stocking. They have birthday cake on Christmas morning and look for the chocolates hanging on the tree. That's so sweet, though. That's awesome. We have a little parade for baby Jesus where baby Jesus gets to go into the nativity on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and I'm usually the only person in the parade. Because that's how Carrie rolls. Yeah, I've never... Uh... You are the only person in that parade. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I, I, don't remember, I don't remember ever being invited to that parade. Dude, you watch me march around the house and you're usually like, oh, what you doing? I'm like, put his baby Jesus in the manger. And you're like, oh, us Pentecostals don't do that. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> you, you made it believable, honey. It's true. <laughs> Dennis said, I'm with you in spirit. I'm hoping Dennis with me and not Sean. Well, that's because I don't have any spirit. I don't think you do, man. Um, Susie, I was thinking about what you were talking about, Iceland. And they do have, like, the Icelandic Yule cat. And there is no way I can possibly pronounce this correctly. But it's, like, Jola Kulturin. Um, and it's the, quote, enforcer of good behavior through fear, which is basically how I parent. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, She's not kidding. I am kidding. And so, like, if you finish your chores yeah. on time, you get some new clothes for Christmas. But if you don't, no new clothes for you. And so the Yule Cat, which is supposed to be super, super huge, like, like, house sized right really it, like yeah it hides in the countryside and on christmas eve it eats anybody who doesn't get new clothes for christmas well it's not the kids fault i mean why because no it's their fault they were lazy <laughs> no their they parents were. probably jacked them up with chores knowing about the challenge you know <laughs> they set Did them you up know failure did you know that in the Ukraine they put spider webs on their Christmas trees? No. They're just yes. confused between Halloween no. and Christmas. No. So the story for that, ready, is there's this widow, right? This poor, yeah. poor, poor, sad, sad, sad widow. And she's got some kids. And they make a Christmas tree out of a pine cone. They've, like, grown and cultivated this Christmas tree, right? But then it's big enough finally to be decorated, but they're so poor. They don't have any way to decorate it, right? So their kids are crying and yeah. they're so sad because they've got no money and they can't decorate the Christmas tree. And all these spiders overhear them. They're like, oh, the children are crying. So they go out and they make these beautiful elaborate webs and they decorate the tree all themselves. And then the sun comes up, and the webs shimmer in the light, and it's beautiful. I bet it looked super great. Uh -huh. And that is the story. And that's why spider webs in the Ukraine and Christmas trees are a thing. That makes sense. Jenna said she'd love a baby Jesus parade. You need to come over, Jenna. And um, Susie I said would too, a if I spider goes on my tree. Dude, it's in your house. We have a parade in your house. You just sit there and look at me like I'm weird, which is pretty much every night. It's not like Macy's Day Parade. I mean, you know, Macy's Thanksgiving have, Day Parade. I don't have the money to create giant floats inside our house, but if I could. I'm I just saying, know. that's why I don't recognize it, I guess. <laughs> Do you have any Christmas stories before we go, baby? I really don't. That, you know what I do have to say though? Uh -huh. Is that Christmas in reality, historically, like yeah. in modern times, yeah. is, is way more of a scary holiday than Halloween. Yeah. 
All right, tell me about it. Why? Well, think of this. What's the number one Christmas story for most of the English-speaking world, probably, that you can think of? Charles Dickens. And what's that? There's three ghosts, and they tell it's him a how ghost much story, sucked. right? Yeah, yeah. goes to Christmas past, present, and future, and they're like, dude, you suck, you little miser. You really, really suck, and you're going to go to hell. And so That's then right. he has to deal with those creepy ghosts and his yeah. own creepy past and become a better person via shock and fear, which is how I parent. I'm kidding. It's not how I parent. She's like a, an army general of four stars. Uh, totally. Shock and all. Her parenting style. Shock and all. Just like, what was that guy's name? Schwarzkopf, I think. I don't know. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's really old reference. All. all right. So it's because I'm Dutch. And did you know that in the Netherlands, Sinterklaas, right? Yeah. He comes in two days. He comes like December 5th. Yeah. Right? St. Nicholas Day. Nicholas's Day is September 6th, right? He journeys all the way from Spain to the Netherlands, right? He delivers the gifts, but he leaves it inside a shoe, and the shoes are left by the fireplace or windowsill. Yeah. And then his I hope he's not leaving chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a really good point. But his helpers are supposed to super creepy, take all the bad kids and put them in sacks and bring them back with them to Spain. All the kids? All the naughty children get kidnapped from their home by Sinterklaas's helpers and deported to Spain. That's sick. As, hey, it's my cult, part of my culture. There's my heritage. Good lord. Yep. Mm -hmm. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, baby. Oh, man. And in Norway, my final creepy horror Christmas fact is that allegedly, I don't know if they still do this in Norway, but they used to hide all the brooms on Christmas Eve. Why? Because on Christmas Eve, the naughty mean witches and the naughty mean spirits all come out. And if they find that broomstick, they're going to fly through the skies and mayhem. Mayhem really? is going to happen. Yeah. Wow. So that's like a... That's like a direct confusion between Christmas and Halloween. Well, the thing is that, like, I, I'm pretty sure that, like, Christmas used to be kind of Halloween. Like, it's the winter solstice. It's right. the time of change and death. And, like, spirits are, like, out there, man. Right? Like, you know. It, yeah, yeah. It's, like, the it's, it's interesting how... It, you know, it was a really pagan holiday, but also the time of, hey, in the northern hemisphere, the crops are dead. Are we going to make it through the winter? How are we going to handle it? Um, you know, Jenna said Krampus disemboweled naughty children before St. Nicholas. You know, you're going to get rid harsh, of the bad dude. people if you're not going to make is, it through the winter. That is harsh. But it makes sense, Ugh, you know, geez. in a historical, like, family, let's try right. to survive perspective. So did he, did he eat them as well? I'm sure he probably did. Because <laughs> if you're going to go to the whole, like, trouble of disemboweling the naughty children, you might as well eat them. Might as well. You're right. Yeah. Anyways, Merry Christmas. Oh, my God. That's right. Merry Christmas. And to yeah. all a good night. Try not to be naughty. Try not to be a werewolf. Oh, you can be naughty all you want. Hey, but thank you for hanging out with us. So much. Thank you. And uh, like and subscribe and share or something. Isn't that what we're supposed to say? Share the heck out. What do the YouTube beast. TikTok people do? They're like, oh, like and subscribe That's and right. share, man. Like That's that. right. Can Good you do job, that for baby. me? No, you do it. Like this. Like, subscribe. <laughs> this just looks like you're angry. <laughs> like, subscribe, and share. Oh, man. That was so go. bad. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go, Susie said, when my daughter was seven, 
She was worried the Wiseman's camels were going to come up the stairs to her bedroom and poop on her floor. So she kept moving her empty shoes closer to the door instead of by the bed. <laughs> that sounds like something I would have done. And Jenna says, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you, Jenna. A we'll little early, but... We'll be back before Christmas. Maybe but Jenna so. might. So, Jenna, Merry Christmas if we don't see you. That's right. Merry Christmas. Yeah. What's out for the werewolves? Yeah. And the witches. And hide your brooms. <laughs> and be really not naughty. And maybe get your roller skates out. Thank you for listening to Loving the Strange. Please be sure to like and subscribe. And remember, embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday. Live streaming Fridays. Go get your strange on, friends. Thanks for listening.